Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Na'ta'yul ikhwa ila al-hadith al-hadi wal-arba'oon. Come to the 41st hadith. An Abi Muhammad Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhuma. And so this time from Abi Muhammad Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. May Allah be pleased with both of them. He said, The Messenger of Allah, he said, None of you will truly believe up until his desires follows that which I came with and is in line with that which I came with. حديث حسن صحيح رويناه في كتاب الحجة بإسناد صحيح نعم so this is the 41st hadith and this is the first time where uh, we've come across uh, this rawi uh, and this companion uh, Abu Muhammad and as we know uh, the uh, norm of Imam al-Nawi is when he brings a companion and a rawi for the first time he mentions his kunya so his kunya was Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. Uh, so his name was Abdullah, the son of Amr ibn al-As. Sahabi, Wabn al-Sahabi. And so he was a companion, uh, the son of a companion. Naam. So Abdullah was a companion. Likewise, his father, Amr, was also uh, a companion. Naam. But the Prophet ﷺ, he used to uh, favor him, meaning he used to favor Abdullah, over his father. Messenger of Allah he used to favor and used to prefer, uh, prefer or favor Abdullah over Amr. Now, it's mentioned that his name, that his name was actually Al-As. However, the Messenger of Allah he changed his name to Abdullah. And it's said that he accepted Islam before his father. Amr, he, he, uh, Abdullah, he accepted Islam before his father, Amr. Naam. And uh, that there was not between them, that there wasn't between them, any by way of uh, age, except 11 or 12 years old. And his father was only 11, 12 years older than him, which would make him a young father. Or He had him, as you can work out, huh? very young. Naam. Um, and so again the messenger of Rasulullah he used to prefer him over uh, his father due to him being from the ulama of the sahaba due to him being from the ulama of the sahaba and from the uh, zuhad zuhadihim from the zuhad and the those who used to abstain from the dunya and so on from the sahaba and from the ubad of the sahaba from those who used to be known for their worship um, and also known for his uh, tilawah of the Quran so indeed he was kathir Kathir al-Talawah al-Qur'an. He used to recite the Qur'an often. <clears throat> and just something brief from his seerah. His father, Amr, when he married him, he married him to a noble woman. A noble woman from, uh, woman from Quraysh. Um, however, because he was from the Zuhad, and because he was known for his ibadah from the Ubad, he uh, showed no interest. He showed, he showed no interest that which a man would usually do with, a, with uh, his wife he didn't show much interest to his wife and he was one who used to fast he used to fast every day and he used to stand the night in prayer uh, and so when that reached the father of Abdullah he informed the messenger of Allah and uh, the uh, affair of Abdullah reached the messenger of Allah وسلم, and so the messenger of Allah he said yani after it reached him that he would fa- he would fast every day and he would stand the nights in prayer that he said asum wa uftir asum wa uftir that i fast and i break my fast wa usalli wa anam and i pray and i sleep wa amassu nisa and i yani take pleasure in women faman raghiba an sunnati as a whoever turns away from my sunnah, uh, the hadith, 
فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي Then he's not from me. And so now you have the background uh, to the hadith. فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّةِ فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي And as we know, there were a number of uh, companions and those who, uh, they would fast often and they would uh, spend the nights in prayer. Um, and yani, the news would reach the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, and he would he would explain his sunnah. So whoever turns away from my sunnah, then he is not from me. And that was recorded by Imam Ahmed. However, the wording of Imam Bukhari uh, mentions that the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, he said to him, La tafal, don't do that. Meaning, the fact that you fast every day and you stand every night in prayer. Um, in such a manner, فَلَا تَفَعَلَ Don't do that. Some وَأَفْتَرَ Fast and break your fast. Meaning fast one day and don't fast another day. قُمْ وَنَمْ Stand, meaning stand in prayer, and also sleep. فَإِنَّ لِجَسَدِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقًّا For indeed your body has a right of you. وَإِنَّ لِعَيْنِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقًّا That your eye has a right of you, meaning to sleep. Hmm? And that لزوجك عليك حقا Your partner and your wife has also a right over you وَلِزُورِك And your uh, visitors and those who come, visit, come to visit you They have also uh, a right over you Your walad also and your children also have a right over you Naam And uh, then the messenger of Allah He went on to say and he said, he said وَإِنَّ بِحَسْبِكْ أَن تَسُومَ كُلَّ شَحْرٍ It is sufficient for you to fast three days of every month. فَإِنَّ لِكُلِّ حَسَنَ عَشَرَةَ أَمْثَارِهَا For indeed, for every, for every good action, then you are rewarded ten times. نعم. فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ سِيَمُ الدَّحْرِ كُلِّ For indeed, that is the siyam, the fasting of the whole year. The complete year. How is that? Because if a person he fasts three days in the month, then it's multiplied by ten. So it's like he's fasted the full thirty days. And if he does that every month, he's fasted every every month of the year. Now, uh, and so he said that uh, that I became hard hard upon myself and harsh upon myself, and I made things difficult upon myself. So. Things were made difficult for me. And we discussed this before, previously. Mm-hmm. That I was difficult upon myself and hard upon myself, and so things became hard for me. And then he went on to say, I said, Qult, Ya Rasulullah, I said, O Messenger of Allah, Inni ajit quwwah. Indeed, I find strength to do more. I can do more than three days a month. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can stand the nights in prayer. فقال, and so the Messenger of Allah, he said, Sum siyam nabiyillah Dawood. Then fast, the fasting of the Prophet of Allah, Dawood alayhi salam. And then he mentioned the, uh, the siyam of uh, Dawood alayhi salam, that he would fast one day and then not fast the other day. فَكَانَ عَبْدَ اللَّهِ يَقُولُ بَعْدَ مَا كَبِرُ And so Abdullah would then go on to say when he got older, he said, يَا لَيْتَنِي قَبِلْتُ رُخْسَةَ النَّبِيِّ When he got older, he said, had that I had taken that rukhsa and that allowance and that which the Messenger of Allah told me. Because it's mentioned in his seerah that when he reached uh, somewhat of an old age, he wasn't able to do that anymore. He wasn't able to do that anymore. And so, um, it's mentioned, however, not that he, he abandoned it completely, but that he would fast some days and then he would allow some days uh, to regain his strength, strength and, power, uh, and power and then he would fast again. Now, and he is likewise the companion who noticed the hadith, and all of this now you can bring it together. The hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah he said, Inna li kulli amalin shirrah. Again, we've mentioned this. Uh, that indeed, for every action, there is a period of enthusiasm. fatra. And every period of enthusiasm and energy that a person has is followed by a period of يعني, uh, weakness or. Lethargy. A person and he doesn't have that energy anymore, he doesn't have that enthusiasm. And so whoever his his fatra and that period of where he's weak is 
in line with my sunnah, meaning balance, a balanced approach. A balanced approach. فَقَدْ أَفْلَحْ Then he will be successful, and he is successful. وَمَنْ كَانَتْ فَتْرَةُ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ فَقَدْ حَلَكَ And so, whoever's fatra, and that period of not being so enthusiastic, if it is not in line with my sunnah, then he will be destroyed. Naam. And so he is the one who nourished that hadith. And so we find that um, Abdullah ibn Amr, he was from the Ubad. And likewise, something similar has come concerning the Qur'an, that he would, recite the, he would try to finish the Qur'an every day. The whole Qur'an, he would try to finish it every day. And then the Messenger of Allah, he said, no. Huh? You know the hadith. But he kept saying, no. Maybe yani, uh, every 10 days, every 7 days, and so on. Hmm? He was known for his uh, ibadah. And he was also from the Mukthirin, as we mentioned, the Mukthirin are those who narrated over a thousand ahadith. He was from the Mukthirin, one who had many ahadith. Many ahadith uh, from the Messenger of Allah. Now, um, anyone know how much he narrated? The Mukthirin, first and foremost, we said how many were they? Seven. Huh? Seven. Seven. Mukthir is one who narrates more than a thousand. You're right. Mukthir in hadith, and according to the terminology of the muhaddithin, Mukthir in hadith is one who, who, who reported, meaning a companion who, who reported more than a thousand hadith. That's a Mukthir. The Mukthirin from the companions we said are how many? Those who narrated more than a thousand? Seven. Seven. Who were they? Abu Huraira, he's the first. Abdullah ibn Umar. Aisha. Abdullah ibn Abbas. Not Ibn Masud. Abu Sa'id al Khudri. And? Anas. Yeah. And? That's six. One more. Al Mukhthirina fi Rawayat al Khabar. أبو هرارة يليه ابن عمر فأنس فزوجة النبي فالبحر يعني عبد الله بن عباس فالبحر جابر مع الخضري جابر نعم so جابر بن عبد الله so that's seven however there has come in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari from أبو هرارة he said ليس أحد من أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثر حديثا عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مني إِلَّا Abdullah ibn Amr There was none from the companions of the Messenger of Allah who had more hadith than me except for Abdullah ibn Amr كَانَ يَكْتُبُ وَأَنَا لَا He would write that hadith down but I didn't used to write So here is a testification from, uh, from Abu Huraira himself who was uh, the one who narrated the most hadith from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he narrated 5,374 hadith. No one rep- uh, recorded more than Abu Huraira. Now, but he himself testifies here in this hadith, in Sahih Bukhari, and, uh, and also elsewhere, that there was none other who knew and had more hadith than him, except for Abdullah ibn Amr. However, Abdullah ibn Amr, he only narrated 700 700 hadith. So we have a problem here. So what happened to all these ahadith? If he had more hadith than Abu Hurairah, Abu Hurairah himself is testifying. He testifies to the fact that Abdullah ibn Amr had more hadith. He used to write, I didn't used to write. The, when one looks into this uh, affair, the affair of writing of the hadith, and we find that there are ahadith, such as in Sahih Muslim, ahadith wherein the Messenger of Allah forbade them from writing. Forbade them from writing. The sunnah and that which he would say. However, the likes of this hadith shows us that they would write. So, and apparently it seems like a contradiction. The scholars they mentioned that this was in the beginning, when the Quran was being revealed, that the Messenger of Allah he told them not to write his sunnah and his hadith so that it would not become mixed with the Quran. But then after this was the Quran, had been completed, and that that worry had gone, then the Messenger of Allah commanded them to write the hadith. Now, however, the question still remains, how is it that, and why is it that Abdullah ibn Amr, he only narrated 700? That's one reason. Abdul, uh, as we mentioned, Abdullah ibn Amr was a man of ibadah. Huh? 
he he يعني spent his time the majority of his time in ibadah he preferred the life of ibadah over ta'lim over teaching as we know Abu Huraira he spent يعني his uh, his life huh, in Medina teaching the people teaching the people and يعني tahdith narrating the ahadith now that's another reason now that Abdullah ibn Amr he spent time and he uh, the, after the futuh of the Amsar and after the conquering of the uh, uh, different places and the lands uh, Abdullah ibn Amr he resided mainly in Misr in Egypt and also Sham and Ta'if however Abu Huraira he was in Medina and the traveling to these places, Egypt and Sham and Ba'if, wasn't like يعني, the travel that the students of knowledge and those students of hadith and those imma that they would make those imams of hadith, they wouldn't make يعني, the, the same trips to these places as they did with Medina and Mecca. And as we mentioned, that Abu Huraira, he, he confined himself to Medina and he taught the uh, people uh, the hadith of the Messenger of Allah. Likewise, also the dua of the Messenger of Allah for Abu Huraira. When he said that he, he, he is many hadith from the Messenger of Allah, however, he forgets much. And then the Messenger of Allah, he told him to take off his shirt and he, he made dua for him. And then after thereafter, he didn't forget a single thing. Now, and so uh, th- those are some of the reasons uh, why uh, we have. Uh, يعني, although Abu Hurairah himself he testified that Abdullah bin Amr had more hadith with him, that we find that the reality is يعني, after the passing of them, and يعني, as we know now, that Abdullah bin Amr he only narrated 700. And likewise, it's mentioned that um, it was in Sham he gathered uh, books from Ahlul Kitab, some of the books from Ahlul Kitab, and he would look into those books. And he would look into those books of Ahlul Kitab, um, and so the Imma of the Tabi'een they would refrain from uh, taking, from Abdullah bin Amr, this is Hafid ibn Hajar and others they mention, uh, they refrain from taking from Abdullah bin Amr uh, due to يعني, a possible mix in the يعني, uh, narrating. Uh, because he would look into the books of Ahlul Kitab. Now, So uh, the hadith, coming to the hadith, uh, it's mentioned that he died, it's said that he died, Abdullah bin Amr radiallahu anhumah, uh, Abdullah bin Amr, that he died in the 63rd year after the Hijrah. Some said the 64th, some said the 65th. And that he died in uh, Misr, some said Mecca, and some said Ta'if, and some said Sham. Now, However, the hadith, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكونوا حواء تبع, تبع, لما به. The hadith that we mentioned at the beginning, that none of you truly believes up until his hawa, his desires, is in line and accordance to that which I have come with. Now, and so... Uh, this hadith here, uh, as the scholars they mention, taken mainly from Sheikh Ibn Taymin and, and others, uh, they mention that here the uh, meaning of the statement of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, "La yu'minu ahadukum, la yu'minu ahadukum," none of you believes. What this means is al iman al kamil. And again, we discussed this when we mentioned the hadith in this kitab. Uh huh. That none of you truly believes up until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. And we said here, likewise, we have a hadith, similar wording at the beginning. Uh, None of you believes, meaning none of you truly believes with that iman that is kamil, that complete iman. And this is not nafil, uh, this is not nafil iman in its, uh, in, in totality. This does not negate Iman in its totality, but rather it's Nafil Kamal. It negates the completion of Iman. Now, and so uh, some of the Salaf and some of the Imams, they would say, Man kana hawahu tabi'an li jami' ma jai Nabi al-mu'min al-kamil. So they would say that whoever his hawa, his desires is in line and in agreement with everything that the Prophet ﷺ came with, then he is al-mu'min al-kamil. 
is the complete believer. The complete believer. The one who يعني, is Kamil Iman. And then they will say, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ جَمِيعِ مَا جَاءَ بِهِ And whoever would turn away, and whoever turns away from everything that he came with, from Islam and Iman, then he is kafir. He is kafir. وَأَمَّا مَنْ تَبِعَ الْبَعْضِ As for the one who follows some of that which he came with, فَإِنْ كَانَ مَا تَبِعَهُ أَصْلُ الدِّينِ And if, he, if that which he follows from that which the Messenger of Allah came with is from the, uh, the foundations of the religion, the foundations of the religion, meaning, meaning the pillars of Islam, pillars of Iman, دون ما سوى but he, he, he doesn't come with anything beyond that, but he has the usul. But he hasn't يعني, come with everything that the Messenger of Allah came with. Then this person is? Naam, he's Muslim. He's fasiq. He's fasiq. Or, naqisul iman. Naqisul iman. He's deficient in his iman. So he, he, his hawa, his desires, accepts, accepts some of that which the messenger, messenger came with. So he has the usul uh, of the religion, the usul al-arkanal islam, and the usul al-iman, he has that. And the wajibat, maybe. He has the wajibat. Maybe some wajibat he may يعني, not uh, fulfill. Hmm? Obedience to the parents, for example, or truthfulness and so on. يعني, uh, or he has, he has sins with him. Or he يعني, uh, opposes something other than these usul and these arkan. He opposes something from that which the Messenger of Islam came with. And so, for example, يعني, he takes from his beard, for example. Hmm? Then here he is fasiq. This person is fasiq and he is naqis al-iman. But he is still a Muslim. He is still a Muslim. وَأَقْصُهُ But the opposite of this person. So what do we first and foremost say? What do we mean by opposite of this person? person. How can one be opposite to this person? What do we mean by this? Completely. No. <coughs> the one who? Yeah, he rejects the usul. He rejects the usul. doesn't have the usul. But he has some of the other affairs. This is munafiq. Because the munafiq, remember the munafiq, he has, yani he may pray, yani he has the outward signs, has the outward signs, may have a beard and so on, and yani comes with the Muslims and yani with some of the actions of the Muslims, he's there. But inside the usul, al-kanal islam, and the yani usul al-iman, yani they're not present. And so this person is a munafiq. Now, uh, and so the meaning of this hadith, Ayulikwa, is that a person's desires uh, should be in accordance with, uh, with that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he carries out that which is pleasing to Allah and he stays away likewise from that which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he likewise loves and hates yani, that which Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love and hate now uh, and then the uh, Imam he mentioned Imam Nawi he mentioned Concerning the hadith, he said, uh, he said that the hadith, the, he said the hukm of the hadith, he said that it is, it is sahih. He said that it is authentic. However, he said that it was recorded uh, in uh, Al-Hujjah. Al-Hujjah is referring to a book by uh, Nusr ibn Ibrahim, uh, Al-Maqtisi. Um, and the complete title of the book was uh, Al-Hujjah ala Tariq al-Muhajjah. So this is the book that he's referring to. However, he mentions that the hadith is sahih, the isnad, and the chain of narration is sahih. However, uh, the scholars, there are those who disagreed with that. Ibn Rajab, who explained like, uh, this kitab and these ahadith, he said that the hadith is da'if. And likewise, Shaykh al-Albani, rahimahullah, and others, uh, they declared the hadith da'if. Uh, however, Shaykh ibn Hamid, he says, uh, concerning this particular issue, he says, لكن معنى الحديث بقطع النظر عن إسناده صحيح. However, he says that the meaning of the hadith without looking at the isnad and the chain of narration is often is is correct. That is correct, no doubt. وأن الإنسان يجب أن يكون حوا تبع تبع تبعا لما جاء به صلى الله عليه وسلم. And that a person it is obligatory upon him that he his desires Follow and is in line with that which the Messenger of Allah came with. 
And يعني, we have in the Quran that which bears witness to this. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ In Surah An-Nisa, uh, but no, وَرَبِّكَ يعني by your Lord, they will uh, not have faith and they will not believe حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ Up until they take you as the judge فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ In that which يعني, occurs between them from disputes. Now. ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتِ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا uh, And then, يعني after taking you as a judge, meaning the Prophet وسلم, uh, in their disputes, that they uh, find within themselves no resistance, and in their desires and in themselves no resistance, and that they submit with a full submission, and that they submit with a full submission. Likewise, uh, in Surah Al-Ahzab, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمْ الْخِيَرَةٍ The saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it is not for the believing man, nor for the believing woman, that when Allah and His Messenger have يعني, decreed a matter, that they have any choice, that they have any choice or option in that. أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمْ الْخِيَرَةٍ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ That they have, يعني, any choice or any option uh, in their decision. Now, and likewise the hadith, the hadith which, which is uh, sahih, the hadith, hadith in Sahih Bukhari, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون حب إلي من والده ووالده والناس أجمعين. None of you truly believe يعني, with that iman that is kamil up until I am more beloved to him than his father, his son, and the whole of mankind. Now, this is the 41st hadith, the 42nd hadith, al-hadith al-thani wal-arba'oon, and this is the last hadith in the kitab. Uh, this is the hadith narrated by Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu anhu. Qal, he said, Sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, Ya Adam, oh, so and so here now we have, uh, that he said that I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, Qal Allah ta'ala, that Allah, he said, Yabna Adam. And so this is a hadith Qudsi. Naam, hadith Qudsi. Yabna Adam, inna kamada, inna kamada outani, warajoutani. Ravartulak, ala ma kan, ala ma kan, mink, wala ubali. And so here, uh, in this hadith Qudsi, that Allah SWT, he said, O son of Adam. That so long as you يعني, make dua to me and call upon me and have hope and have hope in me, then I will forgive you. يعني, uh, from that which has proceeded from you. And I don't care. I don't care. يا ابن آدم لو لو بلغت ذنوبك عنان السماء أو son of Adam if your sins reach the highest cloud ثم استغفرتني غفرت لك and then you seek forgiveness from me I will forgive you يا ابن آدم أو son of Adam إنك لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا أو son of Adam if you come to me with the earth, or the likes of the earth, full of sins. يعني خطايا and ذنوب and sins. ثم لقيتني لا تشرك بشيء and then you meet me without ascribing anything as a partner to me. لا أتيتك بقرابها مغفرة. I would come to you with the earth full of forgiveness. نعم رواه الترمذي مقال حديث حسن حديث حديث حسن صحيح and that was uh, reported by Imam Tirmidhi a hadith that is Hasan صحيح نعم so this is the forty second hadith نعم and so working through the hadith uh, we have as we mentioned a hadith قدسي that begins with uh, the saying يا يا ابن آدم أو son of Adam إنك ما دعوتني إنك ما دعوتني يعني the ما here this ما in the Arabic language here 
uh, it is uh, with the meaning of mahma. And this is something which is, in Arabic language, uh, the, the composition of this sentence here is a jumla shartiyya, a conditional sentence. Conditional sentence, meaning uh, so long, so long as you call upon me. Mahma da'utani. This is the meaning of the ma here. So long, and as, يعني, uh, as long as you uh, call upon me. Naam. Warajawtani. And have hope in me. Ghafartulak. I will forgive you. And so here, this da'utani. So long as you call upon me and make dua. Then this dua here. Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he mentions that it, it comprises of the two types of, of uh, يعني, um, uh, dua that we know of and that we mentioned before previously, I'm sure. We said that dua is of two types, dua al-ibadah and dua al-mas'ala. Uh, so this here comprises of both. Dua al-ibadah is, is when a person, he uh, might not necessarily make a direct dua, wherein he asks Allah, Oh Allah, Allahumma, and so on, Oh Ya Rab, and then he makes a dua, no. That's dua al-mas'ala. Dua al-mas'ala is when a person, he, uh, he calls upon Allah and asks. Dua al-ibadah is when a person, he uh, yani carries out some action of worship, other than dua, yani so salah, or psalm, and so on. Uh, however, it is as though he is making dua. Because if you were to ask this person, Lima to Salli, why are you praying? It's as though he was saying, I am yani, I seek reward from Allah. I seek reward from Allah. And I want and I ask Allah uh, that He rewards me for this. So it is a dua also. So this uh, saying here, Inna kama da'utani, it comprises of both. Meaning, so long as you make dua to me by calling upon me with dua al masala, or so long as you yani uh, carry out ibadah and so long as you pray and so long as you fast and so on and you have hope and you have hope and this is um, uh, uh, a condition here that we have directly after this mention of dua which we said comprises of both dua al-mas'ala and dua al-ibadah that this qaid is here this, this restriction or يعني, this condition is here that Allah mentioned here. Not just that you simply make dua, not that you just simply come with ibadah, but also that you have raja with that. That you have raja, yani you have hope, hope in the reward. And that a person, he, he makes dua, and he has hope. And as it's come in the hadith, of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu call upon Allah, وَأَنْتُمْ مُقِنُونَ بِالْإِجَابَةِ Make dua to Allah, call upon Him, whilst you have certainty. That Allah will respond. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ دُعَاءً فَإِنْدِيدَ Allah does not respond to a dua مِنْ قَلْبٍ لَاهٍ Allah does not respond to a dua from a heart that is heedless. Naam. And so, here, this hadith, in this hadith Qudsi, we have this meaning here. إِنَّكَمَا دَعَوْتَنِي وَرَجَوْتَنِي With this condition. That you make dua but also that you have that raja, you have hope and you have certainty and so on. Now, غَفَرْتُ لك. I will forgive you على ما كان منك. I will forgive you from that which has proceeded from you. Meaning, من الذنوب التقصير. يعني from sins and shortcomings and so on. غَفَرْتُ لك. غَفَرْتُ لك يعني it's from مغفرة. It's مغفرة. يعني to forgive. We commonly translate to forgive. However, there's a difference from يعني, when we think about some of the common words that we come across in Arabic when it comes to يعني, forgiveness and uh, being pardoned and so on and repentance and so on. There's a difference between maghfira, uh, difference between al-afu uh, uh, and likewise tawbah. There's a difference between all of them. Al-maghfira Al-Maghfira is, as the scholars have mentioned, is Satr al-Dhamb. Satr al-Dhamb. When a person, he asks Allah to, يعني, he says, uh, Allahumma kfirli. Hmm? 
then he's asking for maghfirah. Maghfirah is satru dhamb. This is the meaning of maghfirah. That, that Allah covers a person's fault and his sin. Allah covers, covers it. Allah covers his fault and his mistake and his sin. In this life and in the next life. This is maghfirah. Now, as for al-afu, and we mentioned last week also, we said, um, uh, we covered two hadith last week. From them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَجَاوَزَ لِي عَنْ أُمَّتِي الْخَطَأْ وَالنِّسْيَانِ وَمَسْتُقْرِهُ عَلَيْهِ Allah has تَجَاوَزَ لِي Allah has pardoned. Yani we said, عَفَا عَنْ عَفَا عَنْ From Afu. Yani to pardon. So, Al-Afu, this is something different from Maghfira. Al-Afu, ayyul ikhwa, is Adam al-Mu'akhaba. Adam al-Mu'akhaba. If you ask Allah, and he has come in the dua, يعني, that the Messenger of would make, Allahumma innaka afuun, tahibbu al-Afu, fa'fu anni. That here, when you ask for Afu, Al-Afu, ayyul ikhwa, is you, that you're asking Allah for Adam al-Mu'akhaba. That Allah doesn't bring you to account. And Allah doesn't punish you for that, for that sin that you've committed. So this is the difference between maghfirah and afu. Al-afu is that Allah يعني, doesn't punish you, bring you to account for that sin. As for tawbah, and as we know that from the names of Allah, all, يعني, from, from these words that we mentioned, al-maghfirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-ghafur. And uh, al-afu likewise. Uh, we have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his names, we have يعني, these um, words that go back to his name At-Tawwab At-Tawwab At-Tawba uh, uh, is Mahwudhamb uh, That is to wipe away To wipe away The sin And so At-Tawwab is the one who Yaqbal At-Tawba Min ibadih An ibadih At-Tawwab is the one who He accepts the repentance from his slaves and he wipes it away. And he wipes it away. Now, so the, here we have a difference between these three. Maghfira, al-afu, and yani tawbah Now, wala ubali. Wala ubali. And I don't care. Meaning, all of those sins that you have committed, and those sins that have proceeded from you, those sins and shortcomings, wala ubali. I will forgive you, wala ubali. And I don't care. Yani, uh, uh, I don't think anything of that. Whatever they have يعني, reached, يعني, even if they have reached the Anasama, they have filled the, 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 the earth and the skies يعني, with, with, with the sins. Uh, and so, This is the meaning. Yani, that even if these sins are tremendous and great, there is not something which is يعني, too great upon me. I don't care. Mm, I will forgive them. فَالْقَلِيلِ وَالْكَثِيرِ وَالْجَلِيلِ وَالْحَقِيرِ عِنْدَهُ سَوَاءِ قَلِيل and كثير is similar to Allah. Whether your sins are just a few, or whether they are كثير, whether they are قليل or كثير, it's the same with Allah. Whether they are جليل or حقير, whether it is a, يعني, a, a major sin, or whether it is a minor sin. It's all the same to Allah. Hmm? There is no restriction to Allah in that which He does. There is no restriction. Allah will forgive all of these sins. He will forgive يعني, uh, sins that are few, and he, can, he will forgive sins that are many, and those sins that are minor, and those sins that are major. Ya ibn Adam, لو بلغت ذنوبك عنان السماء O son of Adam, if your sins reach Anan of Sama, Anan of Sama, your ikhwa is Asihab al Ali, the highest cloud. Asihab al Ali, that's the meaning of Anan of Sama. So if your sins reach the highest cloud, then you will to seek forgiveness from me. Siwa Ankult, as Ibn Athameen he mentioned, whether you said Astaghfirullah. Or you were to say, Allahumma kfirli. It's the same. Astaghfirullah is the, يعني, this is, that's not a command. It's not the command form in the Arabic language. It is, يعني, it's like a khabar, that I seek forgiveness. 
When you say Astaghfirullah, you're saying, I seek forgiveness from Allah. You're not actually saying, Oh Allah, forgive me. As you do with Allahumma kfilli. When you say Allahumma kfilli, you're saying, Oh Allah, and you're addressing Allah. Oh Allah, forgive me. But when you say Astaghfirullah, يعني, the, the construction of this sentence is, is, an, is a uh, nominative sentence. Or a nominal sentence. يعني. Uh, it's a sentence where you're given information. You're saying, I, I seek forgiveness from Allah. But you're not actually calling upon Allah. But it takes the ruling of you calling upon Allah. Hmm? Although you're just informing that you're seeking forgiveness, it is you actually seeking forgiveness from Allah. Naam. So you can say both. Astaghfirullah, or you can say, Allahumma kfilli. Naam. Naam. Thumma astaghfirtani. Hmm? Uh, if you come with sins that reach the uh, highest cloud, and then you were to seek forgiveness from me, غفرتلك, I would forgive you. يا ابن آدم إنك لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا. Oh, son of Adam, if you were to come to me uh, with قراب الأرض خطايا, يعني ما يقاربها is the meaning of قراب. يعني if you come to me with uh, يعني uh, sins and خطايا that which uh, are close to يعني filling the earth filling the earth إما ملأن أو ثقلاً أو حجماً as Sheikh Nathamin he mentions يعني either the meaning here of that which is close to يعني uh, the earth the meaning here is either that your sins يعني fill the earth or that your sins يعني um, weigh Way the likes or يعني, the way close to that which يعني, uh, is the weight of the earth or hajman or the size. So it يعني, comprises of three uh, that your sins, uh, يعني, you come to me with sins close to that which يعني, is uh, يعني, the, uh, the earth, meaning either fills the earth, fills the earth. Or the same weight as the earth, or the size of the earth. Now, that if you would come to me with the earth full of khataya, and khataya is jam'u khatiya, jam'u khatiya, the plural of khatiya, and al khatiya is dhamb, sin. Not the khatiya that we may know and we learned in the previous hadith that we just mentioned. إن الله تجاوز لي عن أمتي الخطأ الخطأ there is a mistake there is not يعني sin because we said that there is something which is pardoned but خطيئة although its origin is is the same خطيئة is sin خطيئة sin because we said الخطأ that is pardoned that is pardoned anyway because Allah has pardoned this from this ummah, and uh, yani mistakes and nisyan, forgetfulness, and yani when they are compelled. Allah's pardon that from this ummah. Now, ثُمَّ لَقِيْتَنِي And then, you were to meet me, meaning, after death. You were to meet me. And also in this, we have the uh, conf- uh, affirmation of the liqa with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yom qiyamah, that every person will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every person will meet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the liqa with Allah. فَمَنْ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا So whoever hopes for the liqa, Rabbi, the meeting with his Lord. And so the likes of these evidences, we have the affirmation of the liqa with Allah, the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, ثُمَّ لَقِيْتَنِي Then you were to meet me. لَا تُشْرِكْ بِي شَيْئًا Then you were to meet me, having not, Associated and made any partner with me in worship, then I will come to you with the earth full of maqfira. Now, and so this, no doubt, is a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Sheikh Ibn Uthameen he said, he said, it's a ni'mah from Allah, wa illa al adl. أن يعاقبه على على الخطايا. He says this is a tremendous blessing from Allah subhanahu wa taala and from His fadl, from His favor, because 
the يعني, uh, that which is يعني, is necessitated from al-adl from justice is that Allah punishes for your sins that's that's justice hmm. however from the blessing of Allah subhanahu from his uh, favor is that Allah will forgive all of those sins now um, and here, Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he mentions uh, a tremendous uh, benefit and a, uh, a great reminder for all of us. This is very easy for us when we read the likes of these ahadith and for the, yani the fact that Allah SWT has blessed us to um, know the great worth of this tawheed. For there are many, ayyul ikhwa, who they've missed that point. The affair of tawheed, they've missed it. Yani they, test, they, they say the shahada. And they come with the tahleel. La ilaha illallah. They'll say it hundreds of times a day. However, the meaning of it, the importance of it, they've missed it. And they fall into a shirk with Allah, the greatest sin. And so when we read the likes of these ahadith, no doubt it, it, it uh, gives us hope. And يعني, it shows to us the importance of tawheed. That a person, that he, he has to stay away from a shirk. Or, يعني, with, with all its types. However, يعني, a person may read the likes of these ahadith and he now becomes يعني, somewhat uh, hopeful in a blameworthy way and so he يعني, continues to be sinful with the sins lesser than shirk and he thinks, as long as I'm upon tawheed, then Allah will forgive me. Because the likes of these ahadith show that if I meet Allah, even if I come with all of the sins, but so long as I have tawheed, then Allah will forgive me. And I will enter Jannah. And so, يعني, this is something, no doubt, that we, we, we do explain, and we uh, read the likes of these hadith, and we study them, and it gives, it, it gives us hope, no doubt. However, at the same time, it's important that we remind ourselves of something uh, here that Shaykh Amit Amin, he mentions. Uh, not yani, so as to not become complacent and yani, uh, yani, we fall into uh, yani, sin and so on and then yani, possibly die in a state wherein uh, a person has sins within major sins and possibly punished. Now, the Sheikh he mentions uh, that um, the insan is a that a person, if he was to uh, perform major sins, tremendous sins, then he meets Allah. Uh, having not committed shirk with him, Allah will forgive him. And this is the, the point here. Important point to, to mention here. However, this is not يعني, to be taken in a general sense. It's not to be taken in a general sense. Hmm? Due to the saying of Allah the Most High, Indeed, Allah does not forgive that partners are set with Him. But if He forgives less than that, to whomsoever he wills. And so the Shaykh, he mentions here, he says, هنا في الحديث, And so the saying of Allah in this hadith, Qudsi, that if you come to me with the sins filling the earth, however, you didn't commit shirk with me, then I would come to you, I would come to you with the uh, the earth full of maghfirah, forgiveness. هذا إذا شاء. This is if Allah wills. Huh? It's if Allah wills. فأما إذا لم يشاء فإنه يعاقب أو يعاقب بذنبه. As for if Allah does not will, huh? then he will punish him for his sin. And so when we read the likes of these ahadith, a person shouldn't think uh, this hadith shows, shows to us that I can perform all of these sins. As long as I come with Tawheed, 
Allah will forgive me. No, don't understand it in a general sense. Yes, je- Naam, the one who comes with Tawheed and didn't commit shirk, if he has sins, either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him and he will enter Jannah in all wahla as the scholars they mention. Either Allah will forgive him from the very onset. Allah wills. And so he will never enter the hellfire. It's possible. As the scholars they mention, he's under the will of Allah. Possible. He comes with sins, major sins. However, Allah forgives him from the very onset and he enters Jannah with those who will enter from the very beginning. And he's not punished. However, as we take from the ayah there, this now comes and restricts this, this general meaning here that we have in this hadith. It restricts it. There's a restriction. And that restriction is what? The will of Allah. Huh? And so uh, this person is under the will of Allah as is the aqeed of Ahl Sunnah that the one who dies upon major sins from the Muhyiddin, from the people of Tawheed is huwa tahta mashi'atillah insha'a'adzaba wa insha'a'afaralah that if Allah wills he will punish him and if he wills he will forgive him and that is the end of this kitab Mubarak and uh, uh, Sheikh Imtameen, he mentions, just um, as a nice benefit also, that min husn ta'lif al-mu'allif, from the yani, uh, way in how the author, he yani, authored this book, and from yani, uh, his skill in authoring, is that he made the last hadith hmm, that he chose, a hadith of maghfira, a hadith of maghfira, al-makhtum bil maghfira, المختوم بالمغفرة that he يعني, uh, finished his book and sealed his book with مغفرة with يعني, hadith which uh, يعني, includes the affair of مغفرة seeking forgiveness um, and يعني, the virtues of seeking forgiveness and this he says is يسمى عند البلاغيين this is with the بلاغيين meaning those who study the eloquence of the Arabic language that this is called um, the skill of finishing a book the skill of how to finish and author a book when a person is authoring a book how to finish the book because here now he uh, finished his book with a hadith of maghfirah as we know that's something that a person should do even in salah that we seek forgiveness even after the salah after the salah a person he says and he seeks he seeks forgiveness now and there is something which is likewise uh, known as um uh, the skill of opening a book how how you begin a book um and so uh, he mentions uh, such as ibn hajr that he did with bulugh al-maram because bulugh al-maram is a book of hadith a book of hadith similar to this a book of hadith that he said alhamdulillah ala ala ni'amihi al-zahira wal batina qadiman wa hadithan all praises to allah uh, for his blessings, his blessings that are zahira, that are open and apparent, and batan and hidden, qadiman, uh, yani old and also hadithan. But he mentioned the hadith, word, word hadith, yani from the skill of authoring a book that, and showing that the, the book is going to be a book of hadith. Now,